This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The Wynn government is getting into the business of providing home care directly, quietly creating a new provincial agency that would make personal support workers provincial employees. This according to a report from the CBC. The move would also mean uh, that it has the potential to take a significant portion of the $2.5 billion in annual publicly funded home care away from the for-profit and the not-for-profit agencies that currently provide it. The government says creating this agency would give home care clients more choice in selecting a PSW and more control in determining their care schedule. But uh, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Um, The agencies who currently do the job argue it's an unnecessary bureaucracy and uh, it's not really a good idea. As I said, I'm confused because uh, from my understanding, while the private sector delivers the home care, uh, government agencies actually control the publicly funded portion of it. So it it would be a public agency that says, okay, uh, Joe, you're going to get three hours. Uh, And I'm also not clear on how this fits in with the government's previous plans to reorganize the bureaucracy. Uh, They were supposed to uh, abolish the community care access centers, which currently control it, and and replace them with a whole new level of sublins. So as I said, I have a lot of questions about it. I'd like to hear from you uh, and uh, what you have encountered trying to get home care. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we are going to Miranda Ferrier, who's the president and founder of the Ontario Personal Support Workers Association, and Sue Vanderbent, who is the CEO of Home Care Ontario. Ladies, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Thanks for having for inviting us. us. Okay, so first let's start with Sue. And uh, what do you know about this plan? Has the government been keeping you in the loop? The answer to that, uh, Libby, is no. There has been no consultation with practitioners or system experts or service providers in this new agency. We we heard about it. The first thing we actually heard about it was um, a slide deck last uh, two weeks ago today. Mm-hmm. And uh, may I ask where you got that from? It wasn't from the government. No, that was the first thing that government has sent us, and it basically announced that this new personal support worker agency would be created, uh, and the purpose of that organization would be to recruit and employ PSWs in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what's your reaction to that? Well, we're very negative about it. We we have grave concerns about this 
new agency based on what we've heard. I mean, it's crucial right now that every dollar available goes into better frontline home care for patients. And I think you said it best when you said that the private sector, both for-profit and not-for-profit, delivers the care, but it is the government that controls the amount of care. And we consistently say that the amount of care that Ontarians are being offered to provide home care for them is not enough. So another bureaucracy is only going to create more cost in the system and take care from patients. Let's bring in Miranda. What is your reaction to this, Miranda? Our reaction was confusion. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, yet again, I, you know, just like you said in the intro, Libby, um, you know, we all thought the CCACs were being dismantled, that the local health integration networks were taking over the care, and then suddenly the government's talking about creating a totally separate agency, uh, like Sue said, that is going to, you know, uh, recruit, screen, and employ PSWs, and we're kind of you know, our concern is, number one, um, confusion in the field, right? So not only confusion for the personal support workers, but confusion for the clients. Already, you know, people out there don't really know where to go if they need home care, if they need assistance. And, you know, bringing another entity forward to say, you can do this, this, or that, it's just going to create so much turmoil in the sector. Yeah, I mean... Again, uh, and um, Sue, perhaps you can set me straight, but my understanding is that if you are paying the full shot of your home care and it's expensive, uh, you know, um, you can get whoever you want, you can, and, and whenever you want. It's, it's when you're relying on the public system that they ration the care, and it's the... Uh, government agency, now the CCAC, which is supposed to be replaced, that determines that. Am I correct? That's exactly right, yeah. It's it's a health equity issue. I think that's what you're identifying. Uh, okay, yeah. So, I, again, and, uh, you know, to my mind, the problem is uh, all these bureaucracies end up with, you know, highly paid administrators. That's right. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so, Miranda, what do you and, uh, you know, Sue was saying that she received a deck from the provincial government. Uh, what kind of notice did you get, or if any? Exactly the same notice that uh, Sue received. So we received our notice about two weeks ago as well. And in the announcement, it was just a tiny little blurb um, about the PSW uh, agency. You know, our our concern, obviously, is, the government doesn't really seem to know what to do with personal support workers. Um, we're kind of being thrown from one agency to another or one organization to another. And uh, we need to really figure out where to put PSWs where the proper and most adequate care can come from. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that recreating the wheel is going to be the answer for Ontarians when it comes to home care. You know, we already have great home care companies out there that are doing the job. So why not put that money towards the home care companies and fixing the system as opposed to recreating another uh, issue? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, uh, the timeline I gather on this is by the spring, correct? Yes. Yes. And uh, have you received any word about how to prepare for that, Miranda? Absolutely none. We've had no communication from the government about this at all. 
Uh, uh, just as an aside, uh, we were trying to get clarification from the government, trying to get someone from the liberal government, as always, uh, to to uh, you know help us out with this. And of course, no one is available for comment. I have to say that. Um, this, whether it's a political issue or, or just clarification information, this government is unbelievably unresponsive. But, I would agree. <laughs> but hey, there you go. Um, now, I, I know there are advocates who think this might be a good idea, obviously. Um, but uh, again, um, you know, it's not clear to me how a different agency would give clients more choice. What, what kind of choice do clients have now in determining who they get? Well, I can start with that. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Actually, I think you said it very well. We deliver the care that government orders. So it is the government that controls the amount of care, and if you want to say now the LINs, uh, the former CCACs. So are the CCACs already gone? Yeah, they're absorbed into the LINs, but the, the structure, the, the case management process of determining uh, a person's level of care and the amount of care that they get is still decided by government. So it is about the government uh, needing to increase the amount of care that Ontarians get. And um, again, what happens now if, uh, say, you know, um, uh, Mary is coming to deliver the care and the client doesn't like Mary, uh, what what happens? Well, then they change Mary. Like, Mary is, you know, it, it really is about our patients. And if there's a reason why a, a person, you know, and does not um, get along well or does not like their their personal support worker, uh, they have a right to to say, I would like to have someone else, please. And does, does that happen? I mean, how often are they able to make that change? Well, a patient could ask for that. I mean, generally speaking, though, I mean, we have great staff. We have great supports to sort of help people sometimes. It just takes a little bit of a adjustment in terms of developing a new relationship with a new um, personal support worker. But, I mean, our personal support workers are trained and supported to be able to do their best with almost all of our clients. And I would think Miranda could speak to that as well. Mm-hmm. Miranda? Um, you know, I, it happens, um, I wouldn't say quite often, um, but, you know, the PSWs are prepared. And, and you got to remember, too, like when PSWs go into people's homes, they're providing the most vulnerable, uh, you know, and private uh, personal care to that individual. And so, you know, at the association, we always believe that if never to take it personal if, if your client doesn't like you. Uh, you know, you have to connect with your personal support worker and be comfortable with them. So, you know, we find that um, with our PSWs that there's a level of understanding and they do have a say as to who they want to come into their home. Well, I mean, you know, and there are all kinds of other issues. There are a lot of older people, particularly if they have, uh, you know, some level of dementia. They don't want anybody helping them. Uh, sometimes, again, with dementia, they think that people are stealing from them. I mean, there are all these issues that are related to the condition of the person they're helping. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, PSWs struggle with that on a daily basis. 
Um, you know, you never know what you're going to get. When you walk through the front door of a client's home, number one, the client doesn't know what they're going to get, and the PFW doesn't know what they're going to get. So it's kind of like a, it's a two-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, as far as you know, uh, is there any recourse with this new model? Uh, Sue, I, I gather you've asked the minister to reconsider this? Yeah, we have. We've. I think like most... Uh, system stakeholders it we believe it's been very rushed with no consultation but it's not too late to reverse the decision and and work with us and work with our, our health partners so that's what we would like them to consider but uh it does seem as though it's well down the track um and um what will that mean for you business wise uh and you know for your whole sector you represent uh private uh, companies that provide this care? Are, are people going to go out of business? Uh, what's going to happen? Well, I think Miranda said it best in terms of it will create a tremendous amount of confusion in our sector. Uh, and I think people shouldn't forget the size of the delivery system. We have uh, we deliver care to about 800,000 people a year. That's a last year's number and that's going up so it's a lot of people we're talking about we have about 30,000 staff so this is a big undertaking and it will create massive confusion in our sector Mm -hmm. Uh, when you think about that I mean it's it's a lot to take in and it is frightening when I think of Uh, our ALC rates in hospitals rising because people cannot get home care to get home. Mm -hmm. That's alternative level of care. Yes. Uh, But again, you know, to to the business issue, uh, you know, beyond uh, what the changes might do to the actual delivery of care, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, are are people going to go under? And is this going to cause a lot of turmoil in the sector? Or will will you be able to keep operating? Well, the more the base of funding that's eroded, uh, I suppose it it will have a business impact on uh, companies and organizations, both for-profit and not-for-profit in the system. Mm -hmm. About how many private companies, both profit and not-for-profit, do you have a, a number? How many of them exist now? Well, in total, there's probably around 40 five or six big, well, companies, organizations, both for-profit and not-for-profit. I think the majority of care is split evenly between uh, those organizations. And even and so it, there's a lot of organizations in the home care space. And, and in fact, Libby, they always have been, uh, ever since the beginning of the home care program in Ontario because the Canada Health Act, we know that home care is publicly funded, not publicly insured. Mm-hmm. So that that's an important fundamental for people to understand that, it, you know, it's not an insured service like a hospital. It, oh. is, it is publicly funded. So therefore, government following the principles of the Canada Health Act, which, you know, obviously comprehensive care, universal care, accessible, accountable, and, and uh, publicly funded, 
which it is. It's all publicly funded. Uh, we we follow those principles. Okay, and uh, just before uh, we go, Miranda, are you advising your members to do anything to meet this uh, Brave New World? Um, we're just advising our members currently just to kind of sit tight. Um, hopefully the government will reach out to us. We've reached out to them, and hopefully we can get some answers surrounding this. But I'm saying the same thing that Sue is saying is, you know, there's an opportunity here for them to stall this process and work with the proper stakeholders. And we believe that's the answer. Okay, uh, let's just take a quick call from Dan in Toronto. Hello, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. It's good afternoon. Go ahead. Uh, it's always morning somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, these private uh, nursing, whatever, they give home care. Yes. I mean, they're, I have a friend of mine. His mother's basically at home dying. Mm-hmm. And he gets four to five hours a week of uh, home care service. Uh, he gets one hour one day, two hours another day, mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, you know, they come 20 minutes, they're gone. Yet, you know, they're, they're billing for the whole hour, or the, they're billing for the two hours. They even left his mother by herself one day. It's very frustrating to, to, uh, to listen where, you know, you're supposed to get two hours of home care, and it's supposed to be paid for. And and forty minutes or an hour in, and they're gone. Well, um, you know that might I I can't imagine that that happens all the time. But uh, maybe well, our guests can. It's been six weeks, and out of the six weeks, four of the weeks they come. They're supposed to be there an hour. Forty minutes, they're gone. Uh, if they're on the two hours, he hasn't got enough time to go into the village to get groceries and come back. He gets back, they're gone. Okay, I'm going to give them an opportunity to respond. Dan, thanks for your call. Um, uh, Susan, do you have any response to that? Is it because of travel time, or is this uh, an isolated case? So first of all, I I think it's terrible, too, and I absolutely support your caller. I'm sorry I didn't get his name, but that's a terrible situation. So here is what I would say. Um, Government, a government case manager has determined the amount of care that the, the friend's mom has got. And then uh, a change in that determination might have happened. So you might say, you might be told there's, you know, one to two hours a day. And then the service provider has been told, first of all, it's one hour. And then they've been told, oh, now it's only half an hour. So again, government controls the amount of care the personal support worker or the nurse delivers that care but mostly personal support worker we're talking about so it is entirely up to the government how much care this poor lady is getting and, and that is and that is the reality of the situation uh, but if uh, if she's not getting what she's supposed to be getting they should um, just call the caseworker right the family should, yes. Yeah. The family should call and, and complain, and I'm sure this family perhaps has. But yeah. we are trending uh, in Ontario towards shorter and shorter visits. I've heard even uh, in some areas of the province, uh, their government is asking um, service providers to deliver 15-minute visits. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so check and see if your level of care has has changed. And if not, complain because uh, it's the government that runs the case, not the private company. So if somebody is cutting corners, you know, presumably something can be done about that. Um, Okay, um, basically, uh, we have to... uh, wrap this up. Uh, We have to move on to our next thing. Uh, Ladies, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, callers, um, Free For All Friday is coming up. We're going to be continuing this conversation. But right now we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the latest programs to stop gridlock and also to keep pedestrians safe. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.